Hey everybody, it's Steve. Good morning. It's Sunday morning. What day is this? It's November 14th, 2021. And uh, it's kind of hard to believe, but uh, Joel and I recorded and updated our first uh, episode of the Trying to Be Better podcast uh, about a year ago. I think it went live uh, November 17th, 2020. So this is our one year uh, anniversary pretty close to it we're gonna give ourselves a couple days because you know why not um it's our podcast and we can do that if we want to but as uh due to scheduling conflicts uh joel is not able to be here this morning to record so what we're going to do is we're going to re-up our first uh trying to be better podcast uh, which is entitled simply why are we doing this and uh so let's give me you know for those of you that celebrate anniversaries of whatever type uh tend to get a little reflective look back and say god you know what's what what were we what, what the hell were we thinking <laughs> and uh what i was thinking is that i you know let's think back november 2020 for those of you that you know believe the pandemic is real um we were in peak pandemic there was no um vaccine available at that time there was a lot of more, definitely more questions than answers, certainly a lot of uncertainty and some anxiety um, just surrounding, well, many things. And uh, part of that pandemic life was a certain amount of social isolation. Um, and Joel is one of my uh, very best friends. And I mean, for years, we saw each other pretty regularly and like we had lunch regularly and saw each other in the evenings regularly and just due to, you know, things that we do. And, um, and I know this is not unique to us, but I'm sure most of you that are listening to this can relate. Um, but we, we if it weren't for zoom meetings and, uh, phones or like, we, we just never saw anybody. And I, you know, I must say that I certainly saw my wife and children and was, you know, that was actually a weirdly really good time for us um, just as a family to slow down and just kind of hang out with each other. So there was, I mean, that was really nice, but, you know, I missed my friends. And um, so I, I had this thought and Joel had kind of mentioned the podcast over the years and, but I, I thought, you know, boy, it'd be, you know, we've always found ourselves endlessly entertaining. We've talked about that on the podcast and I thought, God, you know, why, why, I mean, I've done a podcast before. I kind of know how to, the, the nuts and bolts of it work. And so I, you know, I, and I, and I've talked about this on the podcast before I was weirdly like nervous to ask him if he would want to do this. And so I just asked him like, Hey man, would you, uh, would you want to like start a podcast with me? And his answer was, fuck yes, let's do this. And so that was, you know, that was frankly a little bit of a relief for me. And it also was, you know, very exciting. So um, within, I think, a couple of days, we did a little test run with our friend Mike Swingman over Zoom. Mike was sitting in the Minneapolis airport waiting for a flight on his phone. And we just had a little conversation with him and it went well and sounded decent. And so I thought, well, here we go. That's what we're doing. And so uh, that's that's kind of how this whole thing started. And so I went back and listened to not all of them, but most of our first episode and um, to see this is actually probably a month ago. Just I'm like, you know, have we 
have we kind of stuck to what we're originally trying to do? And the answer is, I think, yeah, I, I think we really kind of have. And so, you know, what, what the hell are we trying to do? Uh, part of it is just, you know, we want to, Joel and I just want to, as, as much as anything was a chance to just schedule time to talk. But one of the things that's kind of the, one of the core ideas of our relationship is that ultimately, I mean, we're definitely uh, prone to cynicism and sarcasm and because, uh, you know, those are the cores of any good relationship. Um, we're, you know, our, our, our spirit animals are Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets for crying out loud. Um, and that's also one of the cores of our relationship is I love the Muppets. But anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. Go figure. See, this is where I need Joel because he can pick up these blanks. Um, well, so we try to hold each other accountable. Ultimately, you know, we definitely talk a fair amount of shit and certainly take loving inventories of people and places and things. But um, ultimately, we we do try to like we're both um, we're really trying to be better people today than we were yesterday. Um, and some days we're better at that than others. So that was kind of the the core of of what we thought we'd try to do here. And so over the last year, we've done, you know, we've, I mean, certainly during, you know, the last part of 2015 or 2020, I mean, things, we, there were some dark conversations um, just because I think we were reflecting the times and I don't know that anything's a whole heck of a lot better now on a certain level, but um, there's certainly a, a little bit of, oh God, I would hope progress, but you know, for every step forward, there seems to be somebody out there saying, nope. Uh, we need to we need to step backwards and so that's continues to be frustrating but despite all that we persevere and um also part of the thing is like we we decided i mean we we know a lot of really cool people and uh so we thought well gosh it might be nice to have some guests on and so i went through and and took note of all the people that we've talked to over the last year and it's really incredibly gratifying and humbling frankly is what it is because we've had some conversations with a wide variety of fascinating people and uh, so i'm going to run through that list here really quickly because i just want to thank um all these people some of whom probably haven't given us a second thought <laughs> after they talked to us but um it was still great to talk to them nonetheless and some of them we see on a fairly regular basis so in uh chronological order we had mike swingman talking about agronomy and science and uh, my friend, oldest friend, Brian Scott, who's an economics professor, and Mike Semrad from Lincoln, Nebraska, talking about uh, music and kind of his music career. Jazari Qual, who's a independent journalist person here in Lincoln who does amazing work. The amazing Mary Stancavage from Los Angeles, California, talking about uh, Buddhism and meditation. Amazing. Jeremy Eberly talking about counseling and gambling and stuff. Charlie Shanka talking about music, South Monaquello talking about the super fun topic of brain cancer and what it's like to live with that. Uh, Joel's wife, Kirsten, we talked about evolutionize <laughs> and Sadie Thompson, who's another friend talking about just mental health issues. Uh, my lovely wife, Holly Erbauer, again, talking about counseling and just humaning. Our friend Greg Wright from here in Lincoln talking about being a dad and other things. David Gracie, who has this amazing exhibit up at the uh, 
art museum in uh, Westlands campus right now, which is just completely the name of mine is skipping my mind elder gallery, perhaps. Anyway, Stephen Brown, it's amazing. Go see it. Uh, thanks, Dave. And uh, Joel's pals uh, from Cal Arts and Diacetus and James Boudreau, both of whom reside in New York. Uh, another friend of Joel's from CalArts, Armando McLean. He's in Los Angeles. And another friend of Joel's from CalArts, Ann Yatko, who does amazing uh, voiceover work. My daughters are huge fans of Ann, so that's cool. Our friend Terry Warwick from Eagle, Nebraska, talking about the spirituality of cars. <laughs> that was a great conversation. And then our last two guests were our first two fans, uh, Eduardo Busson, who is a uh, pastor at uh, Westland University, and our old friend Jack Van Cleve, who's a uh, deadhead extraordinaire and just a generally great dude. And so, I mean, are you kidding? That's amazing. It's just been, it's, it's incredible. I really hope to keep that going. I think one of the things we'd like to do in the next year is uh, maybe some more live shows. Um, we'll see what that happens. We actually broadcast live from a hotel room in downtown Kansas City in August. We we're trying to go see an actual real live concert. Um, and we didn't get we we weren't able to do it, not because of COVID, because of a thunderstorm, which was somewhat disappointing, but still a really good time. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing this for a year and uh, I think both of us would like to continue doing it. That seems to be uh, the plan. It's a little logistically tough right now, so we'll we'll kind of see how this goes. But I believe next week we have Lincoln artist Danny Renault on deck, and we're super excited for that. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> Joel said at the end of this first one, he said something to the effect of, you know, if we can get somebody to just to try something wacky, whether or not you think it matters at the time or not, um, that's great. And so that's what we've done. And uh, if for no, if, if nobody else benefits out of it, I know Joel and I are. And so we hope that kind of radiates out a little bit. And so with that, thanks uh, to all of our dozens of listeners for sticking with us over the last year. And uh, I'm going to play this first episode. Uh, I hope you, that you enjoy it. And uh, remember, toot your hooter. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. All right, I think this is on. You should see a thing that says it's on. I think it's on. Okay, great. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's happening. Are we doing it? It's like it's like the first time I got laid. Are we doing? Is this happening? This is totally it. Is Oh my God. I'm not, I'm not even going there. I'm not. Nope. All right. Not, well, my name is that. Joel Egger and, uh, and my I, friend here is Steve Erbauer. And, um, I guess we're talking to each other for a while and we're going to record it. Um, welcome to the, uh, trying to be better podcast with Steve and Joel, or is it with Joel and, it's Steve? Joel and I Steve? I think you should go first. All right. I'm well, deferring to you. You're the welcome. one with actual like artistic credentials here. That's bullshit because you are a musician. So shut up. Okay, fine. Welcome to the trying to be better podcast with Joel and Steve. Um, Why are we here? Well, Joel, we're here because, and I think this is interesting, but I mean, the short version is that I asked you if you want to do a podcast, which is 
which is wild because I'd kind of been thinking about doing a couple of different things. Right. Cause like we're in the middle of a global pandemic Yeah, that's and, right. and I, and I'm a theater artist and a theater professor. And I did some weird stuff this fall that kind of mm. jarred loose some old cr- nooks and crannies in my brain. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought about doing a podcast a long time ago, just about like local Lincoln, Nebraska community stuff. Yeah. I remember and I thought, about that. I'm like, man, you know, it'd be cool to have a podcast, but I don't know what we would talk about. And, and kind of in that same time, you sent me that text. Well, I've been well in my meditations lately. I mean, one of the things that I am focusing on is like to, to find a creative outlet, right? Yeah. Like playing music in coffee houses or whatever. That's kind of out right now. That's out right now. That's kind of out, which is kind of a bummer. Cause like my wife's taking guitar lessons and can sing. And that's something I've been like, I would like to do with her at some point, you know, right. right. To go do the, you know, Joan Baez, Bob Dylan thing. Oh, see, right. Holly can sing like crazy, but anyway, so like, that's kind of out. And, and I thought, gosh, you know, like we, like, I enjoy talking with you. I was like, I wouldn't even bother to do this with a lot of people. (laughs) No, that, no, that's absolutely true. I wouldn't either. Like I thought about like, if you're going to actually start a podcast, you should be able to want to do it for a long time to get those conversations in. Yeah. I, yeah, there is your, I don't think there's anybody I would want to do. I, and that's not just to kiss your ass. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think all the weird shit that we talk about. Yep. I love you. But I, I you think too. there'd be there'd be a lot. I think the weird shit that we would be interested in discovering about a range of topics or music or people we'd interview. I think that it would continue to be interesting because you and I have you know, we have some, some water under the bridge for real. And it's always been interesting. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think at least to talk- us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you, yeah, <laughs> this is just two, you know, middle-aged white dudes talking to each other. Pretty much. That's going to be a lot of it. But I think that the title Are of we the middle-aged. Is, oh God. I'm 40. I guess I would consider be, that. Middle-aged. I'm almost 50. So I'm more middle. You're Shit, 40s the new 25. You're good. But if you think about middle as like, I mean, if I make it to 80, that's yeah, a you're middle aged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 80 is, I think, a good number that like that's what we're trying to hit. So, right Joel, now. is this your midlife crisis doing a podcast with me? No, no, it's not. And and if we ever have a Patreon, you can you get to for a, a cool five million, you can know what my midlife crisis oh, was or will be. Yeah. yeah. My midlife crisis right now is video games, but maybe that'll be a topic for sure. another time. Oh, I'll write that down. Yeah, it's a good one. But I think that, you know, it's like we're just two dudes that here's the other thing, too, is that we're in the middle of a global pandemic. You and I would have been to a lot more concerts by yeah. this time. Mm-hmm. We would have had a lot more conversation in a car. For real. This is a time that you and I can just sit and talk about cool stuff. Yep. And the point of the podcast being like, we're trying to be better. Like this yes. is not just us kissing each other other's asses or giving each other a hard time. Like or shit talking. Right. We're gonna Although there may be some of that, but that's part of it. Yes. But because let's I... face it, that's really one of our gifts to the universe is the ability to do that. <laughs> that's a whole other thing too, because when I met you, I was a you know, shivering, sensitive, you know, child man child. Right. And Which you're not I... anymore. No. And no, I can take not. some shit. And I, yes, I kind of always wish that that was possible. So 
anyway, but I think the point of all of this is that we eventually chat about things to be curious, to be interesting, mm. to be interested ourselves, to keep ourselves fascinated with the world, learn some new shit, talk to people that like we wouldn't normally talk to in this way. I don't know. What do you think? See that? Well, I like what you said about the fascination thing, because that's one thing that I think has made our relationship so rich is that we come from disparate places, but we kind of feel the same way about things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're able to, and not about everything, but I mean, like, cause we, you know, like you've called me out on some things and I've called you on some things, yep. but it's always gone well. And um, I think that we have, I just got some notification on my computer. Leave me alone. Um, ADD moment. We oh, have the trust tree. Yeah, we have the trust tree and that um, we are able to bounce things off each other in a way that opens up doors. Yes. That maybe wouldn't otherwise happen right agreed yep. like oh i didn't think about that you know that thing yeah and yeah. It, but, but in a way that is i mean it helps that we're kind of simpatico about a lot of things so we're not going to get into i th well i mean i think that it's the perfect time to have these conversations publicly because i know that and this isn't me tooting my own hooter I don't, toot your hooter that's a t-shirt that's the t-shirt. That's it. Um, <laughs> Who wants to team Joel's Hooter? <laughs> I know that you have, <laughs> I know that you have helped me to be better. Yes. And I know yes. that I've helped you to be better. Like, I'm oh, not saying yes. that just because, but like we've helped each other be better men. For those of you that don't know us, that's 100% true. It's real. We have both legitimately helped each other become better men over the course of the last almost two decades. Yeah. Better or to even become men. <laughs> dude my okay so kirsten and i my wife were on a bike ride tonight and out of nowhere she says you're a good man oh i almost like welled up and wrecked my bicycle i yeah but i don't good. think i don't think she says shit like that uh without you and men like you in my mm -hmm. life but mm -hmm. primarily like you're kind of my you're my vault yeah you know same so where did that let's talk, let's 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 get into it. Sure. Where did that start? Like we we met 18 plus years ago. Yeah. In recovery. We'll just yep. leave that there. Yeah. But I mean, I, you uh were a hot mess. <laughs> you were a, Let's hear how I want to know what your yeah, what how oh, Well, you how, were how, you were really agitated and really sweaty and drove that little red prism car thing. Yeah, and, um, a 1990, um, what was it? A 93 or four Geo Prism hatchback. Yeah, not a bad yep. car for, you know, somebody, whatever. It was the it was the sobriety sled, you know. It was the cherry bomb. Right. That's what That's I called good. it. Um, but, you know, you, you were desperate, which is a really good way to come around. That's true. You know, mm -hmm. like you were legitimately desperate and looking for, a, I don't necessarily think you were looking to get sober but you were looking for a way out that wasn't suicide which is absolutely real and i have no problems telling you that and and anybody that's listening to this that i was at the end of my rope and not mm. because i mean i was freaking 20 years old on the cusp of being 21 and realized i needed to get clean and sober that's a really weird time to get sober it really i took a i 
got, I had three months of sobriety on my 21st birthday. Wow. And, and I went and saw a fast and furious movie to celebrate with some other people in recovery, which is wow. at the time it was great. Cause I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, dying, but I right. can't, I, when you met me, I was miserable and completely desperate and didn't yep. want to die and was on the cusp of doing that. So, you know, you, and I, you know, this is a long time ago and my memory is kind of hazy, but my memory of the time for you is like you, got back into your academic pursuits pretty quickly ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It took a little while. You had some hurdles to jump through, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were obviously you, despite the troubles you were having um, with your ability to deal with life, you still had a vision of what you wanted to do with your yeah, life. Cause I was completely screwing it up. Yeah. Like I was, I was that kind of brooding, talented, yeah, actor yeah. kid in the theater department that couldn't show up to stuff yeah. sober and couldn't show up to stuff at all and yeah. was failing out and had a lot of quote unquote potential. I you know what that. I mean? That I, was me. Steve has and a lot of potential. Steve, Steve, you have a, Steven has a lot of potential, but he's yeah, just but not a, he, he needs to, to kill apply himself, himself and everyone around him. <laughs> so like my impression of you was, I was like, this guy is, kind of a a loose cannon Mm. you know what i mean you're not the first person to say that like loose cannon and and history would show that that's true yeah and you kind of seem like this guy is unafraid to be a little wild true because you would like dj stuff and you'd be you in you know in hanging out with people and in conversations with our friend group it was like Oh, this dude doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Which is but, really funny because for a long time, I really did. I was terrified. That's a lot different now. But yeah, back then, I think that was still a thing. But yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of that stems from the fact that I, I've through, I'm just fortunate enough to have seen some things in my life that a lot of people haven't. Right. And I have right. that kind of perspective. Yep. You know, and so it's like, well, whatever. <laughs> But the thing that really kind of sealed the deal is like, I really want to get to know this dude is that mm. is at that bachelor party where we had that huge bonfire for, Oh yeah. For Chris. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, you busted out the guitar and played like tangled up in blue and you oh, played yeah. some other Dylan stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, Floyd, wish you were think, here probably. Yep. Yep. And so I was like, you know, Oh, he knows I, I could maybe at that time play three songs in their entirety. And you played about, you know, 10. So I was like, Oh, this guy, it was great. I was like, thanks. You, it kind of was like one of those things where it was like, Oh, uh, this can happen and you can be sober doing it. And I was like, this guy's cool. He plays guitar and has a funky bucket hat and smokes cigarettes and is kind of wild and has a kind of a maniacal laugh. Like, Mm. Oh, this guy's okay. It's cool. You know? Oh, but if that were all that there was like, so what, then we wouldn't probably be, you know, pals today. You know what I mean? Like, well, those were heady times. <laughs> yeah, they were. But, you know, I watched you kind of dust yourself off and like, we didn't hang out. We weren't hanging out a lot back then. Like we weren't super tight. We were kind of on in the same social circle, I would say. Right. Like the first time I really hung out with you was I think going over to your apartment with, Chris me, and, and me. somebody else and yeah. you we turned the lights down and you played some live dead for us yeah that was great that was always great, great. 
And I was I'll do that right now, actually. <laughs> and I was stone cold sober. Right. And I, we've had, I mean, you guys should reference the, or listen to the conversation Steve and I had about the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. But like, that was kind of a, an introduction beyond just like the bullshit you normally hear about the Grateful Dead. Right. And I was like, really, I listened to it and heard it for the first time. So right. it's like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Well, in a way it was meditating. Totally. It was meditating. That might have been my first like true meditation besides yeah. a couple of, you know, my weird progressive church camp. That's that should be You're right. Rainbow camp. We oh should boy. talk about rainbow. Oh boy, camp. I'm writing that down. Okay. Rainbow camp. Rainbow camp, dude. I, I yeah, I can't wait to. Oh, I'll tell that. you where the thing that really, really got my attention. Other than the fact that, you know, you're devastatingly handsome. Woo, Lord. <laughs> I watched first Bueller the other night. So that's you know, Abe Froman. <laughs> Sausage, sausage came Chicago. to Chicago. Anyway, um, but anyway, uh, was Gabriel's horn? Ah, I don't remember exactly where that was in this timeline, but it's pretty early on. That would have been two thousand three. Okay, two thousand two, two thousand three. So Gabriel's horn was. I mean, I could talk all night about that, but that was the first original devised movement piece I directed as an undergraduate at the University of Nebraska Theater that, Department. That production blew my mind. Yeah, like a legitimately, and I I was thinking about this today. I was kind of thinking about this conversation. But I'm like, I mean, maybe that was just you know Joel was riffing on something he'd seen. He just kind of threw this thing together. But like to me, that like I was thinking, what I didn't, I couldn't, like I couldn't tell you today because I don't know enough about that world to know if it was derivative or if it was mm. actually original. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. But for me, well, seeing that, it blew my mind. I had never nice. seen anything like that before. Not only that, but it made me cry. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah really and was. you were sitting there. You were, you were the director. I was, and I just thought, I and I knew it. that, and I knew that it was a Joel Egger <laughs> joint kind of from top to bottom, other than yeah. the people doing the actual movement, you know? Yeah. But that blew my mind. And I'm like, that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever mm. seen. And I knew it came from you. Thanks, man. Yep. I, that was a, that's kind of one of those things that, um, you know, when, when, it, <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it, like when an alcoholic talks about drinking their first drink and it just mm-hmm. turned them on and they always tried to get back to that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I've transcended that with that one, but I always think like there was something very pure mm-hmm. and it wasn't derivative. I mean, but it did, I did steal technique and sure. certain things and it was nothing's it was original in rock and roll, man. Exactly. It was definitely everything. Everybody steals everything, but right. it, it was, it was my girlfriend at the time and I worked on it. It was kind of like a bad dream slash end of the world in reinterpretation of revelation sort of thing, but it wow, was very, I can't relate to that at all. Right. It was very redeeming though. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, that was the first time it was like pure. It was the, yeah, it was pure creativity from, mm from me and the actors that worked on it, they had a lot sure. to say about that, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I felt, I felt like I was in my own and created something original. And I kind yeah. of been chasing that one ever since and really had a similar feeling in this last project I did at Doan, which is oh. not really anywhere near the production value of that because we were restricted and outside right. and everybody had masks on and right. stuff, but that sort of freedom of impulse, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm glad. Yeah, that's cool. You said that. Yeah, well, that was I mean, that was I mean, I'm not kidding. That's still to date, like as far as like artistic experiences, that's one of my top ones. Mm. And I like to think I'm a fairly I mean, I'm not I wouldn't say I'm like a cultured person, but I have seen some things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. And like yeah. I mean, that 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 I mean, I, I can't 
rattle off authors and yeah what are you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like i'm not i don't have a, a degree in any sort of high art right but i've had some really weird experiences <laughs> and uh uh whatever that in terms of all the like artistic experiences that i've had in my life that was easily up in the top of them in this black box theater on the campus of the university of nebraska yep like go figure right yeah and folks still talk about that which means a lot it's kind of like you know if that's my 15 minutes i'll take it because it was so pure and so free and everybody was so it was just like it was like i had my own kind of wild college free punk rock experience of creating that yeah and that yeah it was amazing um so what i mean how did we coalesce as pals though because yeah well so you went to california that didn't go so well it did not did not I went to, <laughs> so no i mean it, it did and it didn't like it, it yeah. i definitely came back to lincoln with my tail between my legs but it was a huge mm-hmm. teaching experience and i you know and i think the stage i think that's when you came back that's when we started to talk and i don't even remember exactly that but i know that's kind of where we i think that we were starting to kind of be pals before i moved yeah and we would and then when i was i know that you and i had a good time just sending each other random uh song lyrics yep yeah we riff on song lyrics yeah like you would send me yep you'd send me a ween lyric yep. and then I'd send you something that was kind of inspired by that was like, could have been anything like right. Devo. And then you'd send something Bruce Springsteen. Like we just do that back yep. and forth. And, but it all co- it all was a narrative. Totally. They were yeah, all yeah, yeah. tangentially related somehow. It was like six degrees of ween. Exactly. <laughs> Which that's a podcast in and of itself. We could be right. talking about ween. I was thinking about that. Like that's actually probably like the, our, our weird focal point, like the, mm-hmm whatever the catalyst was probably ween it was in a weird way because that was really before i'd kind of really gotten too much into the grateful dead oh my god that's so yeah right yep Mm -hmm. but i think i think those conversations actually made me appreciate ween more i'd heard a lot of ween but i i don't think i would well that's all because of casey that's casey there's a whole other podcast that is a whole other podcast yeah love you casey so that we so when i moved back then we kind of we yeah we started hanging out more yeah and more and then it was mm-hmm. like, well, I think that's because like, yeah. And I don't, what year was that when you came back? Cause I'm trying to figure out where I was. 2005. Yeah. So I had just gotten married mm-hmm. and was totally yeah. ill-prepared for that. Well, I totally didn't go to your wedding because I just moved back and gotten a job and I couldn't oh, get yeah. the time off. And I worked weekends at this, like. You missed a hell of a soiree. I can tell you that much. Oh, I heard. Right. <laughs> oh boy. So that- so that we started hanging out more then. And then mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know. We, yeah, we just, and then, you know, Kirsten and Holly go way back. Yes. About um, 18 years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then we started going to shows and then it would, it would, I think, I really think that our friendship really sort of solidified. I don't, maybe it was, it might've been before that, but there was a lot where I was like, I know Steve likes the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Lake McConaughey. Mm-hmm. We got four and a half hours in the car. Yep. Play me what I need to hear. I think I said those exact words. Like, play yeah, me what I need you to you did. So. And that's my favorite words ever. Cause that's, <laughs> that's. You know, no, you lit up like a freaking Christmas tree. Right. Yep. Oh, it's on. Yeah. <sighs> so then we started going to shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good times. Mm-hmm. That was, well, we've talked about that. That's another podcast. 
listen to that podcast. But Steve Irvin, yeah, I'll, I'll, was grateful that I'll, have, pod- I'll have to post a link to that just because there's kind of an asterisk. It's a, a you know, yeah. an appendix, if you will. Yeah. Um, but then I think it, it, it was one of those things where it's like, well, our friendship grew beyond just doing fun shit. Yes. It became about. Well, of- we both got married. Right. And all of a sudden we're two people where our peer group wasn't married. Right. Yep. You know? Yep. And I was certainly having struggles with that. And that's no secret, you know? Yep. Um, and uh, back to, I think we'll have Holly on here as a guest if she wants to, cause she's got stuff to say. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, she's, she was, you know, she'd like to be on it. Um, yeah, dude. So um, said she'd be down too. She, that'd be, that'd be an interesting, like, Oh we boy. think we're tr- we we think we're trying to be better and be like that's the real litmus test. Let's get for, our wives for real. Like, Let's get our wives in here. <laughs> that- yeah. She, <laughs> Kirsten may have said I'm a good man earlier, right. but right. she could just be trying to get in my pants tonight. I don't know if she I could believe- be. <laughs> God, buttering <laughs> you up. Oh my gosh. But right. that's that's like you know around that's what like you know an adult friendship. Yes. Two men being vulnerable yes. with each other's shit. Yes. It grew and with each other. Just, yeah. And just like beyond being partying and having a good time and like, right. hey, same, bro. Yeah. Like in the same sportsings or like in right, the same right, right. music. How about those like, Huskers? Like, hey, I think I'm going to jump off a ledge. What do you think? Right. 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 Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I can go home tonight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, what, what do like, I do about that? Should we, should I just run for the hills? Right. Yeah, dude, maybe not. Maybe no, not today. Not today. I mean, and that's the thing is that we're going to share a certain level of, of intimacy here. And I think because because we have that, our conversations are going to be interesting. Right. At least I hope they are. Right. But the, the fact that, you know, you've heard me at my worst. Yep. Man, stone you cold me. sober. Yep. That's and the I've, thing. Like, there's no excuse. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. we both, we both had growing up to do. Dude. Right? Sometimes I don't, I don't feel like I've actually, like I'm just play acting at growing up. That's real. But I also like, if I look at my life and kind of how I feel on a day-to-day basis this day, like I actually feel like a grown up, and not like, Oh God, I'm old way. Like I, I legitimately, and I mean this, I feel better today about who I am and where my life is and my life circumstances than I ever have ever period. Yeah. And somebody, and as somebody who's seen you. Thing. Yeah. As somebody who has seen you through that, I can say that's very clear. I think I'm a little thrown off because I'm trying to teach during a global extinction event. Right. But like, <laughs> I thought about that the other day when like, a tree fucking uh, fell on my car yep. because of a windstorm. And I'm yep. like, ah, I guess I got to call the insurance and take it to the body shop. Your and... relatively new car. Yeah. It's like three years old, two years yeah, old. Okay. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. This thing, that's kind of a bummer. I guess I got to do that. Right. 10 years ago. Oh my God. 15 years ago. I would have gotten the call. End of the world. Right. End of the world. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So, you know, we're doing okay I think for so. now. We're able to pay our bills for now. It's weird. We're not, I'm not, I'm not, my life is, I'm not bleeding and on fire. Right. Yeah. It's not, neither of our lives are dumpster fires. My life is not an emergency anymore. Nope. Nope. It's pretty wild. Well, I mean, like really you have, 
I mean, the pandemic's kind of, you know, throwing it a curve ball, but like you have a really great position. Yeah. I'm a professor in case yeah. anybody wants to know. I'm a professor of theater. I teach acting and script analysis and all that stuff. I also direct plays as a part of my job. Which and that's kind of, it's amazing. That's kind of always what I wanted to do anyway. Like I was telling a prospective student the other day, like my dream, whether I was able to verbalize it or not was really to be, you know, teach at the college level. Right. Like, and that's not everybody's dream that goes, and I've only, it's only been in the last few years that I've been able to really be comfortable with that. Mm. So I get what you're saying. It's like, I'm not pining for Hollywood or sure. New York city. Like I really love getting to work with these students. Like I could like, if you got, I mean, obviously the television landscape has changed a lot. There's so much great product out there. Mm-hmm. Content. Like crap too but yeah but there's some really great stuff but like I, the thought of you working on like some shitty sitcom <laughs> thing some plastic fantastic with the yeah. laugh track and all that i yeah. could just see you sitting in the office at the end of end of you know shooting for the day just going i hate my life but i think that i i would be willing to bet that the paychecks the paychecks sort of help with that I think the paychecks probably help a lot. Yeah. So there yeah. is that. It's there like, you know that. what? You can, you can have your standards. I'm going to, I'm going to go take my Ferrari over to my second right. house right now. Right. And do whatever you do with that. Well, like, you know, not that he's, his work has ever been too, I mean, he's done some corny stuff, but um, Tim Robbins is a great example to me. You know, Tim Robbins, Shawshank yeah. Redemption. So like, he's got and he started when he was a student at ucla back in the late 70s early 80s maybe yeah he started a theater company called the actors gang in la and they're still going i got a buddy that's two people that i know that are in that Hmm. and that's where he gets his artistic kicks out i mean the guy's a wild man he adapted 1984 and all this stuff and adapted a a great adaptation of shakespeare's midsummer night's dream and then he goes and does movies you know like he does goofy movies serious movies doesn't matter his bread gets buttered but right. like his artistic outlet is this acting company in the middle, sure. of, you know? Well, I guess that's right. Like if you're, if you're bringing down the serious Hollywood money, there's a lot of freedom there. Totally. Yeah. Well, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You get, you gotta get to a certain level where you can be free. It's that middling. Yeah. So I'm, just question, I'm sitting here questioning all of my yeah, life. Yeah. I was like, again. no dead air, man. You can't just go I, down the rabbit hole, man. I just went down the rabbit <laughs> hole. It's fine. <laughs> But like, I just, like, I'm, for those of you that are curious, I'm the director of information systems for a hospital, not too far from here. It's a small rural hospital, but it's a good position. And I really enjoy it for the most part. You're Mr. Manager. I am Mr. Manager. Yep. Well, here's the thing. You're good at managing. Like I am. You had a managing. Not my own life, but other people's. (laughs) But you had a managing job not that long ago. and I've had a few of them. Your road to to like IT stuff has been interesting, right? Because you because when I met you, you just decided to go to school for that, right? Like that was, well, yeah, well, no. that's a, my bachelor's degree. I got my, uh, okay. finally got my bachelor's degree. I think I graduated with that in 12, but you were doing it kind of without the degree before. That's that. correct. Yeah. And really in it, the degrees don't mean anything. What they, what the, what the bachelor's degree got me was the director position. Right. Yeah. And so you're Funny at a point where you're, you have a title and a position in, yep. in a job that you're very skilled at. And you're well, having- I'm surrounded by people that are skilled by it. And you're it. managing the skilled people. That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is yep. kind of what a good manager would do. Exactly. 
That's, you know, you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you are and you'll be a success and give them the credit for it. Yeah. That's, they get all the yeah. credit. Mm-hmm. Or you can just, you know, tweet from the, from the shitter that you're everything, <laughs> you run everything and you haven't lost. Anything. I run everything. This is, I did this all by myself. I did this all by myself. Yeah. And it's not my fault. I did it all by myself and it's not my fault. (laughs) It's all too much and it's never enough. Right. Oh my God, Jack. (laughs) We got to get Jack on here. Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. So the reason you feel so good about where you're at right now, which is I, anybody listening, that's, that's not, that's fairly new. It's not like brand spanking new, but that's a really recent Mm-hmm. something that I've looked for and, and struggled with both um, from out external sources and of my own doing um, for a long time, for 20 years. What, how'd you do that? <sighs> didn't drink, didn't die. Yeah. Didn't run away. Yeah. And, and had to, had to face some hard truths about myself, frankly. So doing the work, yeah. the work and recovery. Yes. And just, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the simplest envelope to put it in. Right. You know? So it's not, it's not, I guess what I'm getting at is that it's not like a- if, I, if I was who I was even five years ago, I would not have, this wouldn't have happened, but it's, it's not the job that gives you that sense of confidence. It's no idle. It's not no, it's not. It's the fact that for the first time in my life, I'm employed by an organization that is scrupulous. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's this combination of factors they're they're good people we have some money the business is not foundering my Mm -hmm. direct the people that i report to are kind and competent people that Mm -hmm. actually care about me and the organization Mm -hmm. we have a set of standards that everybody tries to adhere to it's not this just shit show all the time right (laughs) like you you would you have experienced a whole so many times in so many different (laughs) ways like yeah. I've worked for great organizations that had no money because the world had changed. Right. The newspaper industry, I'm looking at you. Right. You know, I loved my, when I, I was IT manager for our local newspaper and I loved that job. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was just literally no money. And every single day I thought I was going to get fired. When am I going to yeah. get handed, handed my box? Because right. I went right. through bloodbaths, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so like, that wasn't great. Right. And I worked for companies that were doing okay, but were run by, you know, uh, narcissistic con men. Those don't work out. Uh, well, they are. The, the thing is, Joel, this is America and they're doing just fine. But, well, but, but 40% of my job was lying to people, lying yeah. to vendors, lying to customers, lying to them, the people that I managed. Like to try was, to keep that bottom line from bottoming out. Well, yeah, just no. So the owner could just get every last penny. Gotcha. Out of everybody, Six, no matter what the cost. Men. So, so maybe the narcissistic con man at the top of organizing and running something isn't the best idea. Well, actually this is all, this is another podcast. Yep. But it helps to be like, if you're going to be a CEO, it helps to be a sociopath. (laughs) It really does. Why? Because you're able to compartmentalize things like people. Ah, like you can like, like for example, if a battery factory in Bhopal, India, India blows up, Mm-hmm. and creates problems for a lot of people over, over a lot of time that's mm. just an externality Oof. that's i mean that was that wasn't anything on us 
See, and this is why I think this podcast is actually going to be helpful to maybe, maybe the only people it helps is you and I, maybe, but like, but the fact that like, we can, we can be in the situation that we're in and be, and try to look at the circumstances and all the things that we're doing, whether it be our favorite Grateful Dead album, or is there such a thing as the multiverse or what happens when we die? And we can have these conversations and try to be, try to be better. Like, yes. how do we, how, do, how does, how does what, and this is what Kirsten so eloquently put on our bike ride. Like, how do, how, how do we deal with these topics, these conversations, these interviews and stay current with each other and with ourselves to try to let the world know that it's good to be vulnerable. It's good to mm. be curious. It's good to have, have long conversations with your friends yes. that aren't typical that, you know, like. I don't know. We're not going to solve Anything. systemic racism. We're no. too white. To, you know what I mean? Like we're right. not going to, we, we can talk to people <laughs> that know a thing or two, right. but like, what can we do? And I think that also just having a, I mean, I keep, I keep seeing these damn memes like on social media. It's like, you know, take up something new, do something creative, have, and this is a podcast has been on my mind for a while. So I'm, I'm like just the creativity of it, the conversation. I mean, we both are fans of, great podcasters yes right? and they have perfected and mm. we're just stealing from them totally yeah so uh um, you know winking a nod to like oh i don't know mark maron mark maron rob I, I rem- bell. yes rob bell duncan trussell pete holmes yes. right like these are stuff you should know guys the Josh stuff you should love know. you guys Oh my God. Uh, right. the, the, I have, I have a, a nerdy po- uh, Pearl Jam podcast. I listen to oh, yeah. single podcast theory mm-hmm. with Brad and Brad. And like, I love <laughs> Brad Blazek and uh, oh, I forgot the other Brad. Oh no. But it's an amazing, I mean, they're just two dudes that love Pearl Jam and they'll talk about the new album. They'll talk about a show. They'll talk about, and like, I don't know that that has gotten me through the crap show that has been the last six months, just having those conversations, even if they're just about Pearl Jam's new album. Well, I think that's, but that's, Oh God, is that a form of meditation? Is that a singleness? Is that a thing to focus on? Ooh. Right. Like today we're our, our beam, our light or whatever is Pearl Jam's new album. Hmm. That's what maybe. Is that, is that, is that, well, it's, it's a kind of too big to be a mantra. Maybe that's a long mantra. It's a long mantra. I don't hold, I don't know. I don't, I don't hold with people that anything can be meditation if you want it to be. Oh, I don't do that. Okay. I mean, I think I I'm so new to all of that. Like I'm, you can be the, what do you think? I don't know. Like, well, I mean, I do believe that sitting down and listening to the dark star from live dead. If you sit and listen to that, yeah that's meditating yeah for sure right lights off headphones on yeah no thing else happening just listening to that to that 21 piece minute piece of music when it starts to drift and saint stephen starts to rise and you open your eyes Mm -hmm. that's a meditation i totally agree i think that that like music i think is magical in that way and definitely can be even like meditation whatever 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 tucks your cucumber into the leather pants here i go again oh no i'm so sorry everybody he's gonna he's gonna start doing it who's the least singer white snake nope 
Mm. I'm not going to do my, my, whatever that guy's name is, Robert Plant. Wannabe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Knock off. David Coverdale. There we go. Okay. Although he did make an album with Jimmy Page. I mean, he, you know, there's a thing. I was at Red Rocks in 2001 to see Phil Lesh. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was next to this guy who he'd been seeing shows since the early seventies and the disco biscuits were opening for Phil. And it was the second night and I was tired and I didn't like, I mean, disco biscuits, they're like playing rave music. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. just, I just yeah. want Phil to come out and start doing his thing. And I was kind of whining like these guys, whatever, man. And this old dude just looks at me and he goes, all he said was they're playing red rocks. <laughs> and then he just went back to, you know, and I'm like, okay, you have okay. a valid point. <laughs> like where, what am I going home to my shitty job? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I was like, that's where that, that was my lesson for that entire trip was they may suck, but they're playing red rocks. Right. Right. So, yep. And, and, and that's the thing, like somebody's disco biscuits could be that dark star from right. life dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're a portal into the, into the, into the divine. Yeah. But I think that music occupy, and I think we're going to probably make a lot of musical references, but I think music occupies a magic, there a, a transcendent thing i mean when i listen to rob bell's podcast it's meditative it's more reflective than meditative like oh you know what i mean yeah like we're gonna try to define what that is i'm mm -hmm. it's not like we're the first two people in the world to try to discuss this you know like like we're what not. is meditation? Well, no we're not okay this is an ancient story. oh right oh so we're tapped into an ancient tradition that's kind of cool yeah, it goes back a long, long, okay. long time, I guess. All right. And it's, yeah. Hmm. Sorry, you were saying Rob Bell. I don't know. I was just saying okay. that I, I, I don't know. We, we, that's, that's maybe its own conversation of what is meditation and mm. talk to some actual potential experts at it. Maybe. Well, so, okay. So here's the thing. What are we doing here? What are, I don't know. We're talking. <laughs> I, okay. But I, I like, oh, you said, you said vulnerability. And I yeah. think that that's because I, to me, as I'm thinking about like, why are we doing this? What's the point other than just us entertaining ourselves and hopefully mm -hmm. somebody else maybe mm -hmm. is like dealing with things that are frustrating in a way that is real. Mm -hmm. And that is like, we have to look at our own shit with that in terms yep. of like, why is this upsetting? Mm. Why is this upsetting? Mm. Right. I'm here for that. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, and then, and then, and then pivot that, the conversation to how do we deal with it? In a I'm way, here, that, I, in a way I, that, that is beautiful, in a way that is constructive and useful because I, Lord knows we can go all Statler and Waldorf on shit <laughs> all night long. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But to be able to turn it around into getting back to like, all oh, right, we're, you know, mature adult people right who should mm. be better than just being angry i i mean i, like I really anger love is real like the anger is real and the frustration is real but yeah i've been listening to that book real change by sharon salzberg which i Ooh. love yeah nice and and it's really intense mm -hmm. and she digs right in you mm -hmm. know mm-hmm but in a way that is very powerful and she gives so many excellent examples of people who have been through things infinitely worse than things either of i you or i have gone through yep and have come out on the other side as very strong proactive people that work uh to benefit other people yeah 
And well, so, I think ahead. that I think that the scope of what you just said is is perfect, and 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 that's yeah, that's why I think that because we could do a podcast that is just yeah, almost self indulgent, but you and I don't operate that way when we talk. Like it's not just a, a, a let's go down the drain together. It's like you know what <laughs> right. I mean. Like Two we, guys we sit, sitting at the bar. Yeah, we can't afford. We, we couldn't afford that. That's the truth. So like it's not. A, it's don't for people listening. I don't. I don't think you should get the wrong idea that we're like some sort of like saints pillars or like of light. Monks. No, no, no. Uh-uh. no, we're doing this to save our own asses. And I really think we are because here's the thing, dude. I there was a there was a bit of time maybe a few weeks ago I was legit depressed mm. and I was like. All I wanted to do was kind of hide in my basement okay. and play video games mm-hmm. and just kind of check out. And I was like, when I discovered that I could do most of my, without teaching, do a lot of my stuff from home, I would just like sneak away and come home. And I didn't see any colleagues and I barely had any interaction with students. And Kirsten was, you know, back to work. And it was like, this, this feels like about the six to nine months before I got clean and sober, Ooh, which were wow. dark, dark. They were dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could see this getting pretty, not minus all the like mood altering drugs that depress you even more. Right, right, right. But I'm like, man, this, I need, I need accountability, but I also need curiosity and I need to, mm-hmm. you know, feel like, I don't know, whatever I'm interested in is interesting and in that, you know, I can also be <laughs> interested in other people's stuff and like learn new stuff. Like, I don't know. The, the part that gets me in like, do who needs this? Do you know what I mean? Who needs I this? I need part? it. Exactly. I need I, it. I, I need it. Yeah. So if other people benefit from it, that's even better. And we'll, well try to always kind of have that be the point. But yeah. Well, this goes back to we were talking about earlier, and this may have been before we hit record, but like the, the, the whole, my grateful dead podcast that I did was literally born out of you saying, I wish we had time to hang out and listen to music. Yeah. Like we would have yeah. like in high school, Yeah, you know, yeah. we just sit and listen to it and talk about it, you know, like, yeah. well, we can't do that. Right. So that's, so that podcast is just started as me playing music and talking about it to you for you. Yeah, dude. And I, and people listen to it. Not a lot, listen- but you know. And I listened to it. Like yeah. you turned me on to, and, and contextualized different eras of the music. And you told me backstories, of what you could find. And it was like, I was riding down to Lake McConaughey with you. Yep. Well, that was the goal. And so like, this is really uh, just a two way version of that, mm-hmm. you know, but like to, to sort of, to sort of branch out into different worlds and talk about different things, yes. you know, to like maybe research a thing or, you know, bring Mm -hmm. some random in and like, be like, you know, what are you doing in the world and talk to them. And I, I I don't know. I think think we've got a really, you know, here's a little self show plug, but we've got already a really fine list of topics and people. Like we've probably got a year's worth of podcasts on this piece of paper I'm looking at. Yeah. And like some of those things are you and I talking about a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And some of those things are, we need to bring in an expert. Like, yep you know, Terry, who restores old Porsches, like who doesn't want to hear, I want to hear about that, but I also want to hear why that matters to him and why he suits up to work every day. What interests him about restoring old Porsches. And I know that guy could talk really eloquently about what that means. Totally. Yep. And I, I, I look very, he's in, I look very much forward to having him on. 
Yeah. And I mean, we, we know just a lot of really weird and cool people. Yeah, dude. That are doing well, mm-hmm. you know, and that mm-hmm. with their weirdness yes. and coolness. Because of their weirdness. Yes. Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. then like, that's like, I'm a really strange person that has a very straight job. Totally. So it's, it's this weird dichotomy. Like people <laughs> that I work with, like they, they don't know what to make of me, which I kind of enjoy. And that benefits yeah. me sometimes, you know? Um, yeah, my my students don't know what to make of me either. Whenever I whenever I get close to like a uh, like a potential drug reference of something that I've specifically experienced, I always say I read a book about that. Right. Like I read a book about amyl nitrate, or I read <laughs> I don't know. I've never done. <laughs> see, but that's the thing is that I've never done those things. So now it's just this running joke of like I read a book about taking DMT with shamans in the rainforest. Right. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, like we're 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 two dudes that have uh, an interest in a lust for life. Yep. We're, we're okay with being vulnerable with each other and with, with people around us. Yep. And we, I don't know, we're curious. And we're also like, you know, curious. curious. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain element of like, I refuse to accept the reality that is force fed to me. Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't trust it. Yep. Like, why would I? And that's simulation. Yeah. Like I don't like TV. Like I enjoy, like I enjoy some entertainment programs, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like for example, Schitt's Creek and Peaky Blinders and the Sopranos. But do I like quote watch television? No. Right. Because every time I have to look at it, like if I'm in a waiting room or at my parents' house or whatever, I'm just like, I'm horrified. (laughs) I'm mortified. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I do. And the, the, and the, like the radio. Hmm. No, is terrifying. Yeah, no. Like I feel so sorry for people that think that that shit matters or is Dude, important or is real. I checked out of like pop radio several years ago, and it's so interesting to tune back into it because it's like I have no idea what's going on. And Kirsten sort of keeps up. I'm like, right. I don't know what this is. I, I have no idea what what. what like I'm I looked at like, and this I'm I'm just a, now I'm like, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> old man yells at cloud i mean right. that's right and, I just look at, and i'm like i'm so f- like i'm like my kids because i have young daughters you know mm-hmm. bordering on teenagers now which mm-hmm. is just insane mm-hmm. but like they i'll never forget i'll never forget the day um the oldest came home from school and she looked at me and i could tell she had something on her mind and i'm like what is it kiddo and she goes daddy none none of my friends know have ever heard of jerry garcia oh my god like which, you, which like means a, that she taught she brought it up yes, like yes, she was yes. like hey do you guys yes. know who jerry garcia yeah, and they were like no oh wow and she was so like she was kind of scared to mention it and that and like is that even real like are you totally insane like is this a dream and my answer to that is yes and yes, yes. it's all a dream we dreamed one afternoon long ago and she's like, my dad is crazy. Yes. My dad is crazy. Yes. But the thing is, she knows all the songs. Yeah, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. We yeah, gotta... dude. I don't remember how we got off on that tangent. I but I like It happens. Uh, it totally Yeah. And, it, and we're just going to like, I'm going to, we're going to apologize for this once right okay. now. Sure. It's going to come back to the grateful. For? It is. It's going to come back to the grateful dead Frequently. and perhaps on, on my end Pearl jam quite a bit. Yep. So, and then we boys. 
It tastes, oh, tastes good on the bun. It does taste good on the bun. Man. Well, uh, did we do it? I think we did it. I think we I did th- it. I think we did it. I think we did it. I feel real good. I feel like I, I bought a microphone. I did too. In a case. Right. I, I made an Instagram account that I'm probably going to. Which I putting. love. Yeah. I'm going to start putting stuff on that and you can link to our, our pod uh-huh. website. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, here's the thing we want to be able to hear from anybody that's interested or yes. has questions. And if you think there's something we need to talk about, as yes. long as it's not like bat nuts, crazy well, Q- QAnon conspiracy. Oh, oh no. that'd be interesting. Well, sure. Let's pick it apart. <laughs> the Babylonian death, ancient death cult. Sure. No. Um, but yeah, like if we can somehow be better and, yes. and encourage others to at least try something wacky, whether they think it's going to matter or not. Right. That's the point, you yes. know, like that's, that's that I, we can't ask for anything more than that, I you know, cause so. yeah. Yeah. So I think we did it, buddy. Cool. Well, I'm going to press the stop button. All right. Stop we'll, this. We'll, we'll do this next time. All right. All right. See you guys later.
Don't forget, toot your hooter.